The question is, wrote poet Mary Oliver, sounding a little bit like a Sadducee on that day in Jerusalem, or like a Christian in the Thessalonian church, or like any one of us. The question is, she wrote, what will it be like after the last day? Those Sadducees didn't believe in life after death, didn't believe in resurrection. There was no reference to it, they argued, in the first five books of the Torah, the only scriptures they held as authoritative. What will it be like after the last day? Whose wife will she be? They asked Jesus, but their question wasn't really about heaven any more than it was really about marriage. What will it be like? Now, the Thessalonians did believe in resurrection of the dead. They also believed that Jesus would return for the living and soon. In his first letter to them, Paul had written that the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangels call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise. Then we who are alive will be caught up in the clouds together with them, beset by division within the church and persecution from without. The Thessalonians were at first comforted by this hope but now they were fixated by it, by the last day, worked up into an apocalyptic frenzy. What will it be like? We've all wondered in quiet moments, in our prayers, in fear, in hope, in filmmakers, novelists, poets, artists, theologians, preachers, saints, scientists, people who believe and people who don't, all of us in our dreams or our curiosity or our despair have wondered about what happens when the last day has come and gone in our own lives, in the lives of our loved ones, in the life of the world. Will I float up into the sky, Mary Oliver asks, or will I fray within the earth or a river, remembering nothing? It's not what you think, Jesus answers the Sadducees when they ask. Not only, though, have they asked the question for the wrong reason to trap Jesus, they were asking the wrong question. It's not what you think, Jesus says. The resurrection, he tells them, life after the last day, life in the heart of God is not like life in the world. It is altogether different, save for one thing. All, all of us, the living and the dead, all are alive to God. Well, they no longer dared to ask him another question, the gospel goes on to say, though surely they had even more questions than before. Surely they wondered many of the same things about resurrection that we still do. The question our scriptures invite us to ask today, I think, is this. What does it mean for us? 
We who affirm week after week, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come, what does it mean for us? What is it like to be alive to God today? Jesus speaks often about what lies beyond these days that we can count. He speaks of life without death, of love without end, of an abiding, even everlasting community gathered up together in God. But then Jesus also speaks this way about each and every day, not just the last one, and about what lies within those days, not just beyond. Here also there is life and love and community. Never mind heaven, writes another poet, Steve Garnus Holmes. And he does not mean to dismiss the promise of that place where sorrow and pain are no more, neither sighing but life everlasting, where those who have died in this world are alive forever with Christ. Never mind heaven, he writes. Meaning that when we only look to a future resurrection, to what it is like after the last day, we miss the moments in this life when everlasting and every day meet. Resurrection, the poet marvels, is not just the afterlife. It's the new life God gives us when we hand over our old one to God. It can happen any time. Apart from those Sadducees, many faithful Jews in Jesus' day did believe in resurrection through the witness of psalmists and prophets and poor old Job steeped in suffering. They fiercely hoped in God for relief, for redemption, for release, for rest, if not in this lifetime, then in the life to come. But when Jesus spoke of God's reign, where the blind would see and the lame would walk and the poor would be lifted up and the powerful brought low, where the sick would be healed and the outcast included and the table would be crowded with all who are loved by God, which is to say, all. When Jesus spoke of God's reign, it was not just of a time and place distant from what we know. In Jesus Christ, heaven and earth were alive together. And when he died to this life and rose to new life, that new life, that resurrection, began not in heaven, but here, in a garden tomb. In the words of C.S. Lewis, it is less the action of rising from the dead than the state of having already risen that fills our gospel accounts of resurrection as the risen Christ is encountered in this world, in an upper room, on the road to Emmaus, at breakfast on the beach, on the hills outside Jerusalem. The Thessalonians had become so concerned with when the last day would come and what it would be like, so caught up in the action of rising with Christ to heaven, 
that they weren't paying attention to the state of having risen, to the new life they already had as Christian believers. And Paul urges them to return to that life, to all that they have seen and heard and learned about living as the risen body of Christ in the world. Now may our Savior Jesus Christ himself, Paul writes to them, may Jesus Christ himself and God our Maker, who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts and strengthen them now in every good work and word. So Wendell Berry, yet another poet, for it seems they speak both our language and eternities. Wendell Berry calls this good work and word for which we are strengthened. He calls it practicing resurrection, not practicing for resurrection, but actually practicing resurrection in this world, in this life, in these days before the last day. Love the world, he suggests. Love someone who doesn't deserve it. Work for nothing. Plant trees. Be joyful though you have considered all the facts. For the fact is, however many days any of us have before our last day, sometimes it is all we can do on any day just to survive, just to make it one more day, and then another, and another. And for some in this life, in these days, suffering feels for all the world endless. There is hope in the promise that we will be raised with Christ to a life that is different than this one. Until then, there is hope in the promise that we who believe have been raised with Christ to a different way of living this life, one in which we practice resurrection daily, practice redemption, practice release and renewal and rest and reconciliation, in which we practice being alive, not just in this world, but in God in this world, as Christ in this world. Resurrection life begins here and now. And if we are paying attention, we can see it everywhere, every day. The next question Mary Oliver asks is, why not get started immediately? There is so much to admire, she says, so much to weep over and to write music or poems about. And then she asks, do you need a prod? This afternoon, we will gather to celebrate a new season of ministry at St. Andrew's Cathedral in our life together, giving thanks for one another and for our shared call, not just to preach the good news of resurrection on the last day when suffering will cease, but to practice it now, 
in the midst of all that is not yet healed and whole in our own lives, in our city, and in the world. We practice resurrection at the breakfast table on Tuesday mornings, in our Sunday school atriums upstairs, in the prayers of the people when we pray with each other, in the casserole dishes we deliver, in our community partnerships when we invite someone to church. As we go in peace to love and serve the Lord, we practice resurrection on that columbarium and at this font and at this table where heaven and earth feast together on resurrection life. What will it be like after the last day? Perhaps the better question is, what will resurrection be like today and tomorrow and the next day? For when we have given our old lives to God, resurrection can happen anytime. How about now? Amen.